0: All right, you sewing circle people. We're gonna continue with uh, the trace of diamonds. Now, this um, (laughs) this next chapter is um, I don't know uh, I don't know how I came up with it. (laughs) You know, it just goes to show you know how far my mind can go. Um, So I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Um, I still don't know how I wrote this. I I feel kind of embarrassed. Um, I feel kind of embarrassed um, reading it, um, but um, if if you're not comfortable, I suggest you just stop listening now. Um, but this is um, I believe this is chapter eleven of the Trace of Diamonds. I'll read chapter eleven and twelve. All right, here we go. Gina feels more braille the next couple of nights, now accustomed to feeling good. The three men were becoming more attached to Gina, helping her discover her sexuality slowly but surely. It was only a matter of time before it would bear fruit. Feeling good is up to me now, Gina thought. Gina was blindfolded for the upcoming activity, which to many people would call the wedding night. But this was no wedding night because she didn't really know who she was married to and whose baby she was about to carry. They gently put her on the floor, making sure she was not experiencing any pain. Pain was something that Gina was protected from. All she had to do was feel. She was filled with overwhelming ecstasy. One of the men blindfolded Gina, who couldn't hide her uncontrollable, uncontrollable feeling of euphoria. One of the men opened her up in charge of taking her virginity. He wore protection so that he wouldn't get her pregnant. The second man didn't use protection, but skillfully pulled out just to get the right pleasure. The third man, which was Kurt, didn't use protection and injected his semen into her intentionally. Life started that night. Gina woke up the next morning a new woman. She found the first man next to her on the floor, smiling and holding his head up with his hand. Are you okay? How do you feel? I felt like I've been sleeping for a very long time. You must must have had fun someplace else. I know the feeling. Gina felt chills for a moment, as if her body forgot to keep her warm. Have you ever been on an airplane? No, I haven't. How long have I been here? Gina looked under the sheets and found out that she was naked. The second man came into the room and brought some clothes for her, with perfect timing. I brought you some clothes. It's a little chilly today. I'll be here if you need me. He helped Gina up from the ground, the blanket quickly falling from her naked body. It's okay. Let me get the blanket for you. The second man took the blanket from the floor and put it on Gina's back. He held her close to him to give her any warmth that he kept for her. He whispered in her ear, ''You're beautiful, just how you were intended to be.'' The second man walked away. Gina changed her clothes. Hopefully, she had some privacy left. The first man came in with traditional smells attached to his cooked meal. It was was prepared with lobsters and potatoes. He also brought a container of ketchup. ''Here's some chopsticks. Make sure you eat everything.'' Okay. Gina was alone for about an hour. The meal was delicious. There was nothing obvious left on, on the plate. I didn't know Gina, geniuses could cook, Gina thought. Kurt entered the room, looking a little flushed. Did you eat? I was worried about you. Yeah, I, I ate something. It was delicious. Kurt stared at her, his eyes hungry for a little while. Gina knew at that point that she was pregnant. Little did she know it was Kurt's child. We've just developed a cure for obesity and a really bad hangover. Do you want to know the secret? It's bad blood, capsaicin, and you. Well, I I didn't know I'm a part of history. You are now our history. You're no longer fiction anymore. Kurt put Gina's unique head, genetically favorable to him, against his broad chest. This action was unconsciously reminiscent of Butch who found her in the dumpster of the convent a long time ago. Gina didn't feel like a ghost anymore. Now she felt whole. Okay, so uh, chapter 11. Everett, Isaac, and Kurt good- took great care of Gina, making sure that nothing bad happened to her. If she had a paper cut, they knew about it. If she was bleeding from any orifice of her body, they knew about it. In her, In their eyes, she was the only responsibility worth having. Although she was carrying Kurt's children, she didn't know the difference. They all treated her equally well. In an island distancing itself from civilization, Gina cringed with every pending contraction on her hospital bed. Her nine months were coming towards an end, since her babies needed to occupy the world. They were done growing in her womb. It was time to let them out. The three men stood by her hospital bed. It was almost holy, as if they had presents to give her. Kurt looked the happiest. That was the difference between the three men. He was going to be a father in only a matter of time. She was about to have twins while enduring painful contractions simultaneously. According to the ultrasound, the, t- the gender of the twins were boys. The three men huddled at the corner as if ready to deliver the babies themselves. From the brain power the three possessed together, they could do it easily. Knowledge and skill were holding them back. What do you want to name the twins, Everett said. Isn't that my decision, Kurt said proudly. Someone's a little too showy with his tadpoles. We're going to come up with a name together, Everett retorted. Why don't we ask Gina, Isaac said. Gina, breaking a sweat, screamed from the pain. I can't do this anymore. Everett held her hand. The other two men waited patiently. You're going to be fine. I wish my mother was here with me. Everett couldn't say much more. Do you want to know something? What? Gina yelled as a result of the pain she was enduring. My father abused me for a long time because I had the intelligence gene. I walked out of the house on my 18th birthday. I didn't have a reason to stay anymore. I couldn't leave my mother behind, but I had to. My mother chose him instead of me. So I had to leave. Everett grabbed a hold of Gina's hand and kissed it while looking her in the eye. Trust me, I know what you're going through. You're going to get through this. As long as I'm here, you will make it. Understand? Gina didn't know anything about commitment until that very moment. For once, she felt like the three men were feeling her pain, taking some of the burden away from her. Gina realized that they weren't going anywhere. They were going to stay with her since she was special to them. Not only was she a ghost, but she was one of them. She just didn't know for sure. Isaac deceitfully whispered in Gina's ear as she was undergoing painful contractions. The other two men, partly responsible for Gina's res- distress, looked away. They were also discussing what to do when the twins were delivered. "'Do you want to run away from here?' Isaac made it sound so easy, partly since he was just as gifted as the other two men at doing anything. "'Run away from here? Why would we, why would we do such a thing?' Well, because I am responsible for making those children you carry. And it's my decision to keep them with us. We don't need to be here. As, as soon as you have the twins, we'll take a boat quietly to the other side of the island. I don't understand. You're only carrying those children because you chose me. We, we can start a new life on the other side of the island, just the four of us. We will be happy and we don't have to come back. Her head, cloudy from encountering first-degree pain could barely digest Isaac chewing his own cud. How can I trust you? Gina didn't belong to Kurt anymore. Now, Isaac seemed to have claimed her. You have my word, remember? Gina and Isaac looked at each other, both blinking away a plan to escape. This was a secret agreement between them, but the pain was making it really hard for her to keep. It was a painful delivery for Gina, particularly because she didn't know what she was doing. Here she was, having children. She didn't know how to love between the three men. She had to love them equally. She could never have a favorite. The twins will teach me to forget about favorites, Gina thought. Night fell, and Isaac dropped by Gina's hospital bed. He dropped down to his penitent knee, as if asking for forgiveness for taking away what didn't belong to him. The other two men were sleeping quietly on the plastered couch. They had a lot more in common than than they knew. Gina quietly cl- climbed out of the hospital bed. She felt like fainting as soon as her naked feet stepped on the cold tile floor. Let me give you something to help with the pain. Isaac injected something into Gina's thigh. Gina felt much better, but she couldn't feel her legs too well. Isaac took the twins by his arms. They fled the precocious facility, the surrounding ignorance allowing them to escape. Gina had a difficult time walking since she, just, she had just delivered twins. She didn't have enough time to rest, but she knew that running away with Isaac could be the solution to all of her problems. However, there were more problems created now that couldn't be solved. They took a speedboat towards the other side, towards a civilization that they didn't understand and couldn't fix. The convent, which was right by the shore, was a landmark they couldn't miss. The cross on its azimuth shined in the the darkness. Isaac sat next to Gina on the speedboat while the twins nestled between them. "'You've made the right decision,' Isaac said, laughing a little at the same time. The other two men knew Isaac was a bad seed. They let him feel accomplished with his motive to escape with Gina and the twins, but it was only a matter of time before they had to get rid of him. Instead, Isaac found a way to get rid of himself. About halfway through his laughter spell, the speedboat's motor stopped working. The island kept track of their their ferry boats in case a runaway slipped out of the island. Since the only way to escape the island was with a ferry boat, the island had to keep track of them. The boat copied the waves of the water, floating its way into oblivion. Isaac and Gina both shared insurmountable anxiety. Isaac, forced to laugh at himself, felt a sniper's bullet go through his head, spilling his brain and blood on Gina's white nightgown, and the twins, he died without having the faintest idea of who killed him. Gina, sleep-deprived and in pain, found a paddle on the boat. She paddled towards the other side of the world that the island stayed away from. There, she couldn't avoid the common, which was practically waiting for her. She had to come back. This time, Gina came back with a gift, a gift that she had to leave behind. She put the tw- the twins on the doorstep, they They tirelessly cried. It didn't matter if Gina left. The greatest privilege was that they had each other. It was then, and only then, that she found out. My mother knew that I had the intelligence gene. Gina walked away from the convent with the reassurance that her children were in the right place. She lifelessly fell onto the ground from the pain of childbirth. Even a carrier of a gene favorable to mankind couldn't give her immortality. She was, however, prepared for the next part of her life. For the next part of life. That is, the life that she no longer needed to walk away from. Gina perished with the truth that set her free. She was blessed. That's it. That's it of Trace of Diamonds. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for putting up with, uh, with my imagination. <laughs> All right, you sewing circle people. Let's put those needles back in uh, where they belong. <laughs>